0: And welcome everyone! Happy Friday! It is Friday fifteen, which means that every Friday at twelve PM Central Time, we go ahead and join you at your lunch hour to go ahead and answer your industry questions. So I am Steph Lee, the founder of uh, Wait, what am I the founder of Host Agency Reviews? I'm the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and I'm going to be the host for today's show. But today we also it's really special because we have a co-host on today. So I would love to introduce everyone to Connie Miller, who is the business development with Montecito Village Travel, the VP of business development, I should say. Connie, welcome. Welcome and thank you for having me. Oh, very excited. Fun way to end our end our week. So um let's see, we've got a couple questions that came in that I, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on and we can chat about. Um Connie's been in well, Connie, how long have you been in the travel industry? Because we've um, known each other for a really long time. Like
1: Over 20
0: years, between 20 and 25 years, yeah. Yeah, so Connie has great experience that she can pull from here. So the first question is one I actually don't have a lot to say about because um, it's concerning Virtuoso, which is a consortium. And if you are not familiar with what a consortium is and are a little bit confused between that and a host agency, no worries. I'm going to put a link in the comments to our article on what's a consortium um, and you can learn a little bit more about the differences. But having said that, I've never belonged to an agency that um, is aligned with Virtuoso. So their question is, does Virtuoso offer anything as a consortium that others can't to their advisors? I heard they have special perks for their agency's clients with places like the Ritz-Carlton Stars program. And this is from Anonymous. So, Connie, maybe you can shed some light uh, for me as well as the rest of the listeners on what makes Virtuoso unique. And, and tell me about this Ritz-Carlton Stars program because I, myself, have never been at a Ritz-Carlton and have no idea what this means. Well, we need to take care of that for you, okay? Yes, we do. <laughs>
1: And specifically the Ritz-Carlton program, let me tell you what that would entail for you. So, um... Virtuoso has these wonderful hotel programs, okay? And in the hotel programs, they have selected some of the best properties in different locations around the world. So if you were to book a Ritz-Carlton, for example, you would actually be able to get an upgraded check-in. You would be able to get a, a food and beverage credit of $100. You would also have a daily free breakfast, enhanced recognition when you come into the facility, free Wi-Fi, and a whole plethora of experiences and opportunities that other guests don't necessarily get so mm-hmm. that is part of their hotel program and they work with four seasons and just a wide range of hotel properties that fall into that five-star category and above and your travelers are really pampered then and it, it really is a great opportunity for your advisors to shine with their clients when you work with these programs um so that's that's one of the advantages of virtuoso uh-huh and I think anonymous ask about what the other things are that Virtuoso does that maybe others don't do. Um, and what I can tell you is, you know, a lot of consortia offer maybe what looks on the service to be similar programs. However, what I'm really um, impressed with with Virtuoso is the degree to which they execute these programs. Their programs are phenomenal. They're far-reaching. Um, they probably go deeper than any other consortia that I'm familiar with. And, and some of these programs include marketing opportunities for the advisors. So Virtuoso has what they call my marketing. My marketing basically means that they are providing marketing materials for you on your behalf, it would be co-branded back to you. So if you're a virtuoso uh, agent and you have your own brand and your own name, that becomes part of the marketing. So you are co-branded with virtuoso. And then virtuoso also um, is very good as far as acquiring um, clients um, in the community and making their name known. So when. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so when somebody's worked with a virtuoso advisor, they want to work with a virtuoso advisor because of the extra benefits, like we talked with the hotel program and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's really nice when you can be affiliated with a consortium such as virtuoso and then open up uh, a Condé Nast and see uh, a virtuoso um piece that, that speaks to you, you know, it's, you know, they're saying, Hey, travel now, this is the best time, you know, work with a virtuoso advisor. So they're actually, their marketing is, is directed not towards their suppliers, but to the agents. So that makes them really unique. Yeah. Um, And
0: I, I feel like it's worth mentioning that you've had experience, you know, you haven't always been with virtuoso. So this is coming from an experience of having been aligned with other consortia. Um, so you you really are in the position to be able to kind of compare um, the pros and cons of each one. And then I had a quick question on the hotel mm-hmm. program. So are those guaranteed, like, um, guaranteed upgrade at check-in, guaranteed beverage credit? so you can tell your clients ahead of time, like, hey, when you book with me, this is exactly what you're going to get?
1: Uh yes. Now the upgrades with some properties, it will be at time of booking. At other time it would be based on availability. But the Mm -hmm. food and beverage credit, absolutely. You can say, because of my affiliation, this is what I'm able to do for you. You'll have a food, you know, food and beverage credit. Um, sometimes it's not food and beverage, sometimes it'd be a spa credit. It depends on the resort that you're going at. But yes, you know those amenities at
0: the time of booking. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, let's move on to our next question, unless you had anything else you wanted to add to that, Connie.
1: Well, I, one thing I would like to add, and and thank you for saying that, I haven't just drunk the uh, virtuoso kool aid. So
0: <laughs> she actually, you can't see it on her shirt, but underneath, it's like virtuoso rules. <laughs> She's a hardcore um, fan. Uh, well,
1: I, I'm passionate and I have had experience with other consortia, um, but I think what they really do as well, in addition to mainstream products, they really shine in that luxury marketplace. So if you're looking to be a luxury travel advisor, uh, Virtuoso has some offerings that, uh, that are pretty unique and special to Virtuoso.
0: That's fantastic. We'll also put a link in to um, on our site, Host Agency Reviews. We don't just do reviews of hosts, we also do reviews of the consortia. So we'll put a link to uh, Virtuoso's landing page and their profile as well for people that want to learn a little bit more about that. Um, All right, so next question is from Jordan M. And they are asking, are there any consolidators you recommend for private fares? Many that I have looked into don't offer discounted rates on domestic or short haul flights, often just international and long haul. Um. Yes. And before we, we jump into that, if that was gibberish to some of you and you're like, what in the world is a consolidator? <laughs> do not worry. Um, we will explain that. So I don't know. Connie, do you want to explain it? Otherwise I can. Sure. Sure. No, I, I'd be happy to.
1: So consolidators basically are resellers of traveler. So if you work with a consolidator, what this company's actually done is they've gone to the airline, they've negotiated rates and they're buying huge quantities of air. And then they price it the way they want to price it, usually lower than what you can find in a GDS or a published rate. Um, So their business model is entirely different than any other way that you can purchase tickets. Now, Jordan also asked about private fares. Private Mm -hmm. fares are different from a consolidator. What a private fare is, is basically a negotiation like we would have with the airline for a discount on, on flights. And it's built into the GDS system, which is the global distribution system. So when you work with an agent, who's working in the system, those discounts will already will be applied. And it's Mm -hmm. generally in the three to 10% range. Um, So that's what a private fare is. So when you're working with a consolidator, you're working with basically a reseller and discounted air. When you are getting a private fare, you're working with an agent who's working in a GDS system and that agency has negotiated rates that provides a blanket discount for flights. And then there are contracted rates. Okay, so I hope I'm not doing too deep of
0: a, a delve in no, here. No, this is great because we actually have an article to accompany this. And we <laughs> didn't even plan this, Connie. This is just perfect. <laughs> I'm going to put the We're link good. in, but keep going.
1: Okay. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, So for example, we offer contracted rates. So we have contracts with airlines that give us discounts on specific routings in certain classes of service. Now this is, you know, really kind of getting into a a, a deeper level, but those contracts can be quite lucrative. And what Jordan had also mentioned was transcontinental, I believe, and and domestic flights. So let me tell you how that factors out so your consolidators again they're they're selling where wherever and whatever they can um, it is always probably going to be better on your international routes your yeah. um, your private fares those are going to be discounts that apply to short t- trips as well as um, you know maybe transcontinental or international trips so that's where you're going to see some of that um, your contracted rates are going to be, better internationally probably okay just as a general rule of thumb they're going to be better if it is transcontinental so international and transcontinental um but there are three different buckets that you're you're looking at so to say is there a consolidator you recommend no because a consolidator will specialize in different arenas as well um so really i guess what this boils down to if you want advice is if you're looking for a host agency, find a host agency that works with consolidators, that works with contracted fares, that works with uh, private fares. You know, there are just so many different ways to book air. It really pays to kind of do your research and learn the differences in all of it.
0: Yeah, very much so. And I'm going to put a link in the comments to um Kind of one of the uh, our travel agent chatter podcast, we interviewed an, a guy that only books air. He's not a well, he's kind of a corporate agent, but he worked at uh WestJet in their revenue department for a really long time and he has yeah. tons of air tips in there. So, I'm um, his name's Lair Bear, that's what I call him, anyhow. So, um, I'll put a link into my interview with Lair Bear and then, um, Connie, like is because I I know that you at Montecito Village Travel also have like a relationship um, where you're able to access some private fares and contracts. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about who you're partnered with and and the advantages for your advisors? Sure, sure.
1: So we partnered uh, back in the day, we negotiated our own contracts. But uh, as this industry has grown, you know, everything's gotten a little bit bigger. So we found that we actually had better contracts when we uh, worked and uh, worked through frosch so mm-hmm. FROSH is where our air contracts come from and what that provides us with is basically a uh, a glossary of the, the contracts and there's just hundreds and hundreds of contracts that are available yeah. but also special help desks so if we need assistance with that we've got those special hair, uh, help desks uh, back in the day they were called waivers and favors so with the oh. air volume that we <laughs> yeah with the air volume that we offer um, there are uh, opportunities for assistance. So like, mm-hmm. for example, if you spelled somebody's name wrong, or maybe you didn't spell it wrong, but they gave it to you wrong, or they said, gee, my name, it, the, on uh, my passport is Constance, but you wrote the ticket and Connie, because they insisted you do that. You know, we can do
0: those, those types of things without a fee.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and Frosh that's was a
0: big player. To. Yeah. Yes, for those that are. aren't familiar, huge player in the airline landscape and so Mm -hmm. that partnership can be incredibly advantageous if you're booking a lot of air yeah absolutely thanks for asking yeah i you know i just love these because i learn so much especially when i have a (laughs) co-host instead of me just chatting because there's a lot of things i pick up you know that's how i that's how i learn is chatting with people um let's see so oh the the other thing i wanted to mention on that is um i'll i'll put a link in as well connie mentioned the term gds global distribution system and if you're not familiar with that um i'll go ahead and put a link in that to an article that'll explain a little bit more about what you can expect with the gds system so our last question is from ar uh i was looking at agencies actually it's two questions so let's start with the first one I was looking at agencies with GDS in your list of host agencies. Um, and the one I will be joining, I saw all five stars were empty for them. What does that translate to mean? Um, and well, let's start with that one. So Connie, I'm just going to answer this. Um, sure. So if a host agency is listed on our site and doesn't have any star ratings, that does not mean they're a terrible host agency. It just means they haven't... Been active on our site for whatever reason, um, so I, I wouldn't. You know, it doesn't mean that they're not also a bad host agency. It's just you have no input going in, and that's what's challenging for you. So, um, you know, I wouldn't let it dissuade you. I would call them and ask questions. Um, but Connie, I don't know if you have any other ideas on how people can can get a better feel for a host once they're trying to to find one and have kind of narrowed it down to ones they they like. What have agents done when they chat with you? um generally you know i always tell people they should ask for
1: references you know Mm -hmm. if i were looking for a host agency i would want to find and speak to someone who'd maybe been with the agency for a long time maybe somebody who just joined in six months you know within that and they should be able to provide you with someone that you can chat with and I know when I give a reference it's the good the bad and the ugly no matter how loyal I am you know I'll I'll yeah. tell them what the good points are I'll tell them what the pain points
0: are and and that's how you can really know yeah that's a great point um cuz the the reviews are really helpful online but it's really if you can be specific too like if you're someone that's planning on booking air contracts ask them for an advisor that utilizes these or if you're you know specializing in disney See if you can speak to a Disney advisor that can help you get a feel for what the real perks are of joining this agency. Absolutely. Um, so AR has a second part to their question, and it's, I want my niche to be corporate and family travel in North America. Have I picked in a poor agency to do that with? Um, that's the only thing I've seen so far that gives me pause. So... Yeah, again, we can't, I don't think we have enough information to talk about if this is a good fit for you, since we don't know the agency's name. But um, I I would say, I mean, there's a couple, I guess when you say that you want your niche to be corporate and family travel, I I would caution you that those are very different beasts and that corporate if you're not experienced in it, it involves the GDS system, which again, we'll put the link in if you don't know what that is. There's a reason most people don't know what it is though. And that's because not a lot of people get to go into the GDS system. Um, And I would say 0.0001% of new advisors with no experience get into the GDS system. So um, Connie, maybe you can talk a little bit about from the stance of a host agency, why you don't just give access into the GDS to anyone and like the challenges that come with booking corporate travel when you've never done it before.
1: Corporate travel is kind of an animal in and of itself. Um, It is very fast paced. Working in a GDS, and for those of you who aren't maybe familiar with GDS, it's like the old DOS screen type of environment. It's all coded. If you know it, it's fabulous. It's wonderful. Um, I actually learned a GDS, but I learned it in an office environment where I could learn from my peers, and there's all kinds of um Things that you need to know about it, and I currently even sit in an office with advisors who've been in the industry for twenty years, working in a GDS for twenty years, and I hear them ask questions of one another. Um, it's not something that I believe you can pick up and learn on your own, um, yeah. and it, it's it's just very specific. The problem with the GDS and why you know you can say, "Gee, I know computers really well. I can figure this out." Yes, you can do that, but what's happened is there are so many fair rules with how Tickets can be constructed. And if you issue that ticket incorrectly, you can be stuck with a debit memo that is thousands of dollars. Um, So there's a lot of risk in booking air if you don't know what you're doing in a GDS system.
0: Yeah, it, it's not like, you know, people are used to when they're on a site or something and they do something wrong, it'll pop up something and say like, "Uh, sorry, the date can't be before whatever. <laughs> and you please input, but the airlines don't do any of that. It's like, oh, sure, go ahead and book it. And then, you know, a month later, it might be like two years later, you get a, you know, a memo and they're like, hey, we did an audit. Sorry, you owe us $500 times four.
1: <laughs> um, yes.
0: So it's, we'll we'll put a note in uh the, we'll, we'll put a link into our article on debit memos that kind of talks about the cost of them, uh, what you do wrong to get a debit memo. There's a lot of different ways you can do it, uh, do things wrong. But I think Connie has summed it up really well in that corporate is very challenging. It's, it's, it's hard. The personalities of people that book corporate versus leisure are typically very different. Corporate, like Connie said, is very like, they call up and they tell you exactly what they want. You book it, bam, it's done. Leisure is like, I just, you know, like I don't know, somewhere warm. <laughs> um, you know, I, well, I guess we could do cold too. And you know, it's narrowing it down. It's a very involved relationship. So that's AR what I think I would say um is that I would focus on one or the other of those for your niches. I'll put in a um a link to another podcast where we interview a corporate agent and a link to um booking corporate travel that might help you get a better insight into things. So hopefully you can dig down into those resources and decide which way you want to go. So okay.
1: can I share um, just one more thing too, Steph? I would love that, Connie. So my experience has been you either love being a corporate agent or you love being a, le- uh, a leisure agent. Okay. Generally you don't like doing both, yes.
0: you know? So, I mean, you soon find out which and, and where your love is. <laughs> no, that is so true. You, you just really like I have friends that do, well, the the last Travel Agent Podcast, Travel Agent Chatter Podcast we did was someone that does like books, bands all around the world and does production travel and entertainment travel. And she sometimes will have to do the leisure travel, like people, and she's like, I hate it. It is the worst (laughs) thing. And so you'll you'll hear that from corporate people that their idea of the worst job ever is booking leisure. And then leisure people will be like... There's no relationship with the corporate people. They just call in and tell you what to do. So I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly, Connie. Perfect. Well, you know, this wraps up our uh, Friday installment of our Friday 15. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and make sure you subscribe if you're watching it on YouTube or go ahead. If you're listening, make sure to subscribe on your podcast platform. And we will be back um, next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. So make sure to mark your calendars and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming on, Connie. It was wonderful to have you you as a co-host. Thank you. I loved it. (laughs) All right. Ciao, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. That's really good. Oh, and we're perfect timing, 20 minutes. So, Oh, good. I I saw.